You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. And it's Tuesday evening. I'm here with uh, Jim Johnson. Hey everybody. And Louis Argoni. Hello, Dolphins. Feeling better, Jim? Yeah, not too bad. L- a little lingering cough, but uh, I'll survive, I think. All right, press mute if you got a cough, because it'll hurt my ears. There you go. <laughs> I won't blast you out. Okay. So, uh, as far as tonight's concerned, uh, I got a question for you guys. Um, Vegas, you know, uh, posted over-under right after the Super Bowl, and uh, they put us at five and a half wins. Now, obviously, it's early, but since that number's out there, what are your guess? You think we'll uh, win five or more games? I I got six or more. I got to think that we will win more than the five and a half. I mean, how how many were we projected to win this past season? It so, was the same number. Yeah, was it really five yes. and a half? Yes, wow. I it was. Yeah, well, I think we're good with the draft and free agency and a, and a little more direction. We're going to beat that five and a half. Yeah, I'm on par with that. I'm going out to Vegas in May, and I will put money on the Dolphins to go over that. Well, if they get two of that number, might go up. That could be. <laughs> it could vary. Or, well. or, down. or down. Yeah, or down, <laughs> or down depending right. on who you ask, right? Yeah. Right. Well, depending on the set. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, a lot of things are going to change between now and May, I would think. Like, hopefully they have a good draft and uh, uh, with a more optimism, you know, as far as what they can do. But uh, a lot will depend on what they do in free agency, and we'll get into that uh, later. The other thing I want to ask you guys, obviously, Xavier Howard was cleared. Um, They dropped the charges against him. If you're Miami, do you think you trade him at this point? And if so, what do you think they would receive back? Boy, that's a tough question. Um, Obviously, it's it's kind of a black eye for Howard to to uh, have that kind of, of problem on his resume. But he was cleared, so I can't see them wanting to jettison him off at this point. He's arguably their best player on the roster. You know, I would be wanting to keep him on the team. Uh, We never probably will know exactly what happened with him, um, but I'd be wanting to keep him on the team. And if they did want to try to move him for whatever reason, if you look at what they got for other top-class players you know, I would assume they'd want to get another first-round draft pick for him if they were to try to move him. Well, you know, with his injuries the past couple of years, I don't think you'd get a first-round pick. I don't know. You know, I don't know what he's worth. Uh, healthy, I think you definitely would. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, I guess, what did, what did he go for? A couple of number ones? Yeah, he got two number ones. Yeah, so I would think Howard's worth a number one at least, but uh, that's if he's healthy. Yeah, well, I, we have to assume that that he, everything's on the up and up health wise. So, yeah. But you know, I mean, Tunzel was a first rounder, and and Fitzpatrick was a Fitz a first rounder, uh, and how and Howard has has proved himself, you know, as a top cornerback in the league. So I would think that somebody would be willing to dish out a a first rounder for him. Well, they invested in him just last year, so. Their thoughts on him is that he, he's the type of player that they want around. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed him to that big contract last year. So the fact that they invested in him and they feel that he's the type of player that they want here you know, says enough. Now, 
Obviously, he got hurt this year. That may factor in, but I don't know if you're going to get enough value back for him, Mike, for the reasons you just mentioned in regard to the injuries the last couple of years. So you have to weigh this out and say, okay, well, I mean, are you going to get true value back for the guy or is it just better to keep him here? You have more than enough money where I think I saw something where we have more salary cap money than anybody in the NFL right now. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Right. So- you know, with that being said, you know, I think he stays. I don't think he's going anywhere, you know, and I, I don't think we would get true value for him because he's been injured. You know, you're not going to get uh, what they got for Ramsey, Jacksonville. It's not right. going to happen due to the not. injuries. So, you know, with all that being said, again, he's going to be here. Um, I think that he's he's a key to our defense next season as long as he's healthy and he's playing at the level that he's capable of playing at, uh, you know, he's a building block as far as I'm concerned. You have to have him. Uh, today's NFL, you have to have a shutdown corner if you're going to be a good, solid defense, and he is that type of player, healthy. Right. So, you know, the charges against him were dropped. Now, I don't know if the team paid off his girlfriend or fiance or, <laughs> you know, what exactly happened there because she sounded adamant on the phone when we heard the 911 tape, you know. So, right. yeah, it was pretty damning, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something happened between then and now. So, and, and that's why I asked the question because to me, even though the charges were dropped and she, you know, refused to press charges, it does paint him in a bad light regardless. So, you know, do they want that type of personality on the roster going forward? And that's that's debatable, you know. Um, maybe because of his talent, they look the other way and they, they uh, keep him exactly like you're saying, Lou. Well, I, I'm not saying because of talent, that, you know, they, they sign him to a contract, Mike, because we've seen guys cast off that had a lot of talent that maybe didn't have the proper attitude. And that's right. why they were cast off. So, right. you know, I think that when you invest in a player, you take all those things into consideration. It's not only the talent level, it's the type of individual that you want around for your football team. And, and as I said, obviously they felt that he was the type of guy they wanted him you know, wanted around. I mean, he must have, you know, he must be a character guy, a, you know, a guy that works hard or whatever else. They uh, I mean, have made you've never heard anything else about him, to my knowledge. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, these type of things happen on a consistent basis. You know, nowadays it is what it is. I mean, it's, you know, these guys are making a lot of money and, um, you know, without, without saying the wrong thing here, you know, there's, there's just a lot of things that go on in regard to, the players and and the women that they deal with. And it, it is what it is. There's a lot of gold diggers out there and there's a lot of bad situations. And I'm not saying that his wife, girlfriend, whatever she fiance. is, to, fiance yeah. is that type of individual, but these type of things happen. And sometimes it's not necessarily the players that are at fault in the situations. You know, um, it is what it is. So yep. yeah, it, it's very messy. And is like I mentioned, you know, I, I don't know if we ever will really know what actually happened. And well, we don't know what happened. I mean, yeah. there's no question about that. We don't know what happened. The only thing we know is her version of what happened. We did not hear his side of the story. But because, you know, the charges were dropped, there's nothing he needs to explain. So we, we never will know his side of the story because uh, of what I just said. Todd Gurley, do you guys think you'd be interested in taking on that contract if we got a second or third round pick from the Rams? Um, in addition to him and the contract. Hmm. I'm saying no to that. 
I don't like injured players. How many years is he in the league? Not many. Do either two, one of you guys two or know? Three. Two or three. No, I think he's I think he's farther along than that, Mike. I want to say three or four. Oh, maybe. But you know, and he's been injured. He's been babied over the last year and a half. Uh the Rams have babied him. I mean, you know, you're looking at a situation where do you want to bring a guy in and do you want to invest in him? I mean, I think they're better off just, you know, if they feel they, and obviously we do need a running back and I'm sure they know that and they feel that way as well. Uh, you can draft one. You know, we've got a couple second round picks. I'd much rather them go that route and get a nice solid young football player that has everything in front of them instead of a lot of mileage, you know, behind him going forward. So no, I, I I don't want that money that comes along with him, nor do I want a, a player that's, like I said, been babied over the last year and a half. There's, obvi- there's obvious problems there. So, no, I yeah, say no to that. I'm in agreement with Lou on this one. I, I mean, he's obviously a good player, but he has had injury issues. And uh, their Super Bowl run, he was, like, mysteriously not played for whatever reason. Uh and the size of that cap number that he's going to require is too much for me to swallow. I'd rather I'd rather draft a guy or put that money towards, you know, a defensive end, uh, you know, an offensive tackle or or whatever we need to do with it and and draft uh, you know, a, a running back and uh stay clear of uh somebody else's uh baggage. He'll be going into his sixth season. Wow. Next okay. year. So so he's, longer he's, than I thought. Right. Absolutely. A lot, of, a lot of mileage on those legs. Yep. Well, that kind of answers it right there. I mean, I think I agree with you guys. Uh, I, I was thinking more like three years, but uh, six is a long time. Well, no, five years, Mike. He'll be going into his sixth season. His if we would have so traded played, for him, he'd be five. going. Right. He's already got five years behind him. Now, the question is, do you want to pay $10 million for a second-round pick? That's really what it boils down to. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think we want to do I that. say no to that. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Mike. That's our go-to thing, right? No. No. No, Mike, no. no. You got to say it grumpy. The answer no. is no. <laughs> I think I'm going to have a few more no's for you as the show goes along. Well, there, are, there isn't going to be much. Today's going to be a fairly light show. Um, okay. Uh, February 24th to March 2nd is the scouting combine. Everybody should know that. Obviously, you'll want to uh, stay tuned to that on NFL Network and figure out who's going to get drafted high and all that kind of stuff. Mike, have you ever watched it, Jim? Have you ever watched that? I do. I do tend to watch the quarterbacks and and the that aspect of it. But as far as watching defensive and offensive linemen, no. <laughs> I watch it sporadically when there's when I can keep track of it and there's something on that is a position group that I want to see some guys go, I'll, I'll tune into it, but it's, it's on kind of often when I'm working. So it's, it's not something that I can pre-record because I know it's a specific time frame. So I get to it when I can, but no, I don't go out of my way to uh, sit in front of it all day. Right. Well, I, I can tell you guys that I love football with a passion. And well, I think we I, all do, Lou. I, I, right. I watch his – well, let me finish my point, Jim. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. no. We're going to do the nose again. <laughs> the um, I watch a lot of different football shows on NFL Network and whatnot, and I have never watched the Combine. I have no interest in it. I want to see these guys on a football field playing against 
guys across the field from him, and that's it. I don't care how high a guy can jump. I don't care how fast he can run. I don't care how hard he can throw a football. I want to see him on the football field. And, you know, if history has taught us anything about that doggone combine is that there's no science to it. End of story. (laughs) I say say no to the combine. Yeah, I mean, you know, Zach Thomas was a fifth-round draft pick. So, you know, that's because of the combine. Yeah, exactly. I got you. I mean, it's listen, it's all fun and, you know, it's great. I mean, it's – no, you know, it's, it's boring as hell, really. It, honestly, it well, is. no, I'm saying it's fun for people that that are you know that, that really just indulge into that and get all fired up about a lot of fluff. That's all it is. It's nothing but fluff. It's another big show. And um, now, if they know. were playing the player interviews, you know, like when the GM is cross-examining them, oh, I'd love that. that. I would now, that I would watch. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. be interested in that as well. Yeah, yeah, putting these yep. kids on the mat that would be all right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that yep. I would watch. I want to see the quarterback, di- you know, diagram plays and see his understanding of of what he's doing. You know, that that kind of stuff I want to see. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Absolutely. But the stuff they show, you know, I'm not really interested in broad jumps and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah, well, I have to go ahead, Jim. What well, it's, it's good. This is kind of a on of a side note here. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about this combine and all these measurables, um, and that interview. You know, you'd think somebody would have asked Josh Rosen if he could, if he understand how how defenses work. Uh, but it seems like that whole step was missed, and you you base your draft selections on all of these metrics and. You know, it doesn't always translate. So, you know, it's uh, there's more to it than just how fast they can run or how, how high they can jump. Right. I mean, you're talking about quarterback right now. And right. Just, just look at the guy. Look at Lamar Jackson and how far down in the draft he was drafted compared to the guys in front of him. And where is he compared to them right now as far as their development? So... You know, again, there's no science to any of this stuff. There really isn't. It is what it is. Maybe there's too much science, actually. I I, I tend you know to agree I mean? with that. Yeah. yeah, I tend to agree with that. I mean, you watch these receivers. They they go through the same skill type um, things that they throw at them. And after a while, I mean, it just becomes boring. Guy runs pattern, catches a ball. He's doing this. He's darting this way. He's darting that way. Next guy up, you know, next guy up, next guy. I mean, to me, it's just, you know, it's just boring. It's it's nonsense to yeah. watch. Well, you really get to is. hear he's got loose hips and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, but right. Look, to me, I'd rather put on a, a game tape right. and watch that. If I care go. about somebody, I would much rather do that. You know, go back to his college tape and, and watch what you can, what's available. Back to my point, Mike, about yep. show me him on a football field. That's yep. what I want to say. Yep. Not running in between cones. Yep. No, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. I wanted to talk for a minute about playing quarterback today versus, you know, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. It's different. And that's why my expectations of the young quarterbacks are different. 
you know, it used to be, you know, even Marino, uh, Lou, you had mentioned earlier, you know, he came, he came in, uh, you know, before the show, you, you mentioned it. He came in, and uh, even he sat on the bench for a little while. You know, quarterbacks back then generally sat. That was the rule. Uh, you know, and they they'd bring him along, and once they felt the quarterback was had learned the offense and was up to speed, they'd put him in and start him, and he'd you know fail or succeed from there. With today, you're seeing these rookies go out and start right away. Uh, you saw it in Buffalo, you saw it in New York, you saw it uh, in Arizona. Uh, it's what they do. The young kids are getting drafted, and they're going out there and playing. And most of them are having some level of success. Um, when you take a look at Josh Rosen, he has not had that success. Now, you can blame the team he was on in Arizona, and you can blame the team he was on in Miami. But I think that if you listen to the coaches and what they're saying about Josh Rosen's performance, what they're saying is he never had to identify the middle linebacker in Arizona or prior to that. He doesn't process the defense he sees fast enough. So he was more prone to getting sacked and he was not necessarily making the right reads for that reason. You watch Brady or any of the upper echelon quarterbacks and they drop back three steps, they throw it, it's out in what, 2.4, 2.5 seconds? That's the NFL now. Uh, it's not like it used to be where you take you know a seven-step drop and you sit back in the pocket and bounce around and throw. That's not the game we're playing anymore. Everything now is quick tempo, and uh, it's much easier. It's quicker reads. It's easier on the quarterback. They're not diagnosing like they used to be. You know, it's just, it's a different game. If your young quarterbacks can't do what they're asking them to do today, it's, it has to do with a mental process. They have to be quicker at, at reading what they're doing and, and understanding what they're doing. And when you watch Rosen or you watch the younger Tannehill, you know, they did not process quick. And that's, that's what it's all about. You have to be able to process what you see, first of all, before the snap. And then as soon as it's snapped, you have to react instantly to what you see. You can't be staring at the field and staring down your receivers and causing yourself a whole bunch of other problems and then ultimately getting sacked. It's just not how it works. So it's a quick-paced game. Lewis? Is there a question in there somewhere, Mike? <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, I was I was deep in the thought because that was that was that was very very good, that whole commentary there. But go ahead, I didn't hear I the just, question. I just think that people are so quick to make excuses for the quarterbacks. And right. look, you're not expecting a guy to come in and be you know a Brett Favre right away or an Aaron Rodgers right away. You're not expecting that, but you are expecting him to come in at, and at least have some semblance of ability. Uh, you know, a rhythm to his performance and, you know, not taking four, five, six, seven, eight sacks a game, you know? Right, right. I, I mean, listen, my thoughts, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Rosen real quick and then I'll move on from there. I mean, I, I have not been a fan of his and, and that's well known. I've talked about it on the show a million times. So we're not, we're not, I'm not going to go down that road, road but right. he, here's the thing. Um, I'm a firm believer in you either have it or you don't have it. And um, what I have seen of him and what I've seen of other quarterbacks in the league, you can look at them and you can pretty much tell over a short period of time whether they're going to be successful or not in the NFL. Um, There are certain cases where guys do get better to an extent, but 
you know, when you look at the guys that are in the league now and uh, you look at Watson and you look at Mahomes and you look at these type of football players, these type of quarterbacks, they're outstanding athletes. So not only are they doing a good job of reading defenses, Mike, but they're also adjusting to things that are thrown at them in a good way. I mean, listen, uh, Fitzpatrick quarterbacking this team did an exceptional job this year and because Fitzpatrick has it he has the capability to make plays and to adjust and to read defenses and make smart decisions you know I haven't seen anything like that out of Rosen up to this point I don't know if we'll ever see it and there's a lot of quarterbacks around the NFL that fall into that category. Uh, Trubisky's struggling yep. quite a bit. I mean, it's not only Rosen. Uh, there's other teams that you Carson know, and Palmer other- was uh, a, a guy who had that same struggle. Right, Palmer was on and off, but Palmer was you know a, a pure you know pocket quarterback. Right, but and so was Rosen. If you look at um, the kid in Cleveland. God, his name's escaping me. I'm in Mayfield. I'm in baseball mode already, guys. Sorry. Mayfield, you know, he struggled a lot this year. So, you know, the thing is this, is that with the quarterback position, you're two years – he's two years into the league now, Rosen. He's going to go into his third season next year. He'll be in his third year. And um, I haven't seen anything different from him. They gave him an opportunity. He made a few good throws here and there, but – you know, he, he didn't he didn't do for the team what Fitzpatrick did the whole year. And and that that's the difference. I mean, you either have it or you don't have it, especially at that quarterback position. I mean, it's such a key, key position. Well, you, you miss something that I think has to be said as well. Um, when you're looking at Fitzpatrick as compared to Rosen, one thing you have with Fitzpatrick is he is a leader. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that- okay. And that's something that you can't teach. I don't believe. I don't think you can teach a quarterback how to lead. No. Uh, and, and, and he's a very good leader. I mean, when, when you look around the NFL and you guys can go team to team and the enthusiasm that he pushes around that football field when he's on it at his age yeah, he's is crap, incredible. Yeah, he's crap kicked out of him, and, uh, you know, he's jumping around and, and bouncing, and, you know, and, he's he's excited, and, he's you know, he's challenging the defense. Absolutely. And, and it's fun to watch. Go ahead, Jim. He's giving linebackers and safeties a shoulder and, and making a first down and, uh-huh. and taking a big hit and jumping up with a smile on his face. Uh, you know, the, the team as a whole just eats that up and feeds off of it. And, uh, hey, if, if old Fitzy can do that, we're going we're gonna to rally around him and we're going to get this win going. So What you just said is so key because, you yeah. know, Marino had that. Yeah, Fitz has it. Other yep. quarterbacks Breeze, have it. Breeze, Aaron Rodgers, and what it is, Favre, it's that ability guys. to motivate everybody around them just yes. because of the way they play. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know barreling over a defender. It might just be the way you quarterback and how you stay yeah. cool under pressure. Right. Whatever it is, it is. Exactly. You and, know? and for every Dan Marino or Brett Favre, there's 10 or 15 Ryan Leafs that just, uh, you know, they just they just can't more, make it more happen. More than 10 or 15, I think, Jim. Well, you know, I'm being kind, you know. Yeah. I mean, we see so many of these guys come out of college and they're, they have all of these attributes and they're going to be the next coming of uh, – you know, Johnny Unitas or something, and they just never seem to go anywhere. And, you know, I mentioned earlier with Rosen, I don't want to beat this horse anymore, but um, if you've got a quarterback, mind you, 
that can't read a defense, that should have been a huge red flag. So, you know, having him to start digesting the NFL defenses is, uh, you know, that's a big handicap for him to overcome. So you can't be thinking about that when you're after you've snapped the football. And I said to somebody today, you know, if if you struggle reading defenses, and, and look, it's it's not a crime. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks do. Yep. But if you struggle reading defenses, what do you think you would do in your offseason? You would think you'd go back, you'd study film, and you get better at it. You get right. better at recognizing what you're seeing and what they do out of different looks and all those kind of things. Exactly. And, you know, it's a process and it takes work. It doesn't just happen overnight, you know. But... uh I would think if you want to be a quarterback and you're going through your high school and college, you know, career, you would really take that in as much as you can. Now, obviously, they're busy with schoolwork and other things, so it's not like they can do it 24-7, but they should make time to do it and, and try and ask questions of the coaches and learn as much as they can learn. Uh, you know, these guys can make contacts. It's not that hard. They got, a, you know, professional athletes that went to the same college they went to. They can ask questions and, you know. Uh, if they really want to do it, they can do it is what I'm saying. Absolutely. And, you know, with Rosen, he had a season. And, and I talked about this, too. You know, he had a season to get up to speed with what the NFL is all about. He had a situation when he came here to where he already had his feet wet yep. in the NFL. He understood the speed. And he understood that, listen, this is what's going to be thrown at me. Okay, I've got all these games underneath my belt. Great. I didn't have the best team around me, but the bottom line is you're still getting experience and that's a key. And, you know, coming into this year, I just didn't see anything different from him than I did the season prior in watching football games. Yeah, nor did um, I. You know, I, I think he'll be an average quarterback. He'll probably be a backup his whole career. I don't ever see this guy becoming a starter, whether it be with us or anybody else, uh, you know, it's just my opinion, but I don't see anything out of him more than that. And there's a lot of guys I feel that way about. I mean, listen, guys, you can go back to a guy like Vinny Testaverde, who was coming out of college. I mean, he, he was supposed to be the next great thing. Yep. And in my opinion, Testaverde had a very average career. He had decent seasons, and then he had bad seasons. He played for, what, eight different teams when it was all said and done? So, I mean... Yeah, again, it's very difficult to play. To play quarterback in the NFL is is a very very difficult extremely thing to difficult. do at a high level for a long period of time. And there's very few guys that are capable of doing it. And when you look at a guy like a guy like Mahomes, you say this guy has it. When you looked at Marino, you said this guy has it. You looked at Elway, this guy has it. You know, I don't see that in him. I just don't see it. Yep. And that's it. I mean, exactly right. That's it. You know, yeah. you, ha you have to see it. And mm -hmm. if you're investing in young kids, you have to see it. Otherwise, there's no point because it's a maybe. And, you know, we don't have time for maybes. You can wait seven years for a maybe. Right. And you know, you've got, you've got to find the guy. And that's, that's you know, so if I sound tough on quarterbacks, I am. I don't have the patience all you people have that want to wait, you know, five, six, seven years. Not me. You patience. can't, Mike. You can't, you can't even – I'm sorry, Jim. Go ahead. 
Ah, uh, it's no worries. I just kind of chuckled about the patience thing. That whole ta- <laughs> ta- that whole Tannehill experiment really burned up our patience pool. But uh, well, you know, Henny was the same thing. He yeah, was here four years. I knew after year two he I was. I know. Shit. I know. We've often <laughs> said, you know, hey, you might as well draft a quarterback every year till you get it right. But uh, yeah. the uh, the biggest thing, getting back to that whole combine issue, there is no measurement for two things that are the biggest factor for a quarterback: the desire. And the it factor that you guys are just talking about. They, you can't, you have to physically see that on the football field. That's right. And, uh, you know, the combine is fantastic. You for can't ta- fake it. Yeah. I, I mean, for talent, fantastic. But, uh, uh, you got to translate it to the football field. And, right. Uh, you can't I, measure I want, that at the combine. Right. The I do want people to about. understand something. That doesn't mean the quarterback's going to come out and throw four touchdowns a game. The surrounding talent matters. Okay, the team around him matters, but it should not matter to the point where it's an excuse for horrible performances. Absolutely. And that's that's the difference, especially week in and week out. Right. Agreed. We saw what Fitzpatrick did with this team. Injury after injury, guys going down. He was still making plays, moving the offense. You didn't see that with Rosen. You saw us struggling over and over again. Right. And he was physically laboring. You could, you know, yeah. the, nothing was smooth. It just wasn't smooth. And that's what you want to see. You know, we may get stopped, and, but you want the quarterback to look like he knows what he's doing. Uh, hitting the open receivers and, you know, moving the ball down the field as much as possible. It's not to say he's going to score. It's not to say he's going to have 80 play, you know, yard drives, but look like you know what you're doing. And keeping us in games, yeah. you know. I mean, even when we fell behind, I mean, Fitzpatrick did it over and over again. We'd fall behind. He'd keep us in games Battles. to where it was somewhat Battles. entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Listen, and- the thing is this, okay? As you're, <laughs> as you're, as you're watching these football games, okay? You know, you you have to understand what's going on out there. You know, you can't sit here and make excuses for guys, and. It, it, Not at, at that position. At, no, it's too important. There's no in today's NFL. There's no patience or time. Do you want to see another whole new coaching staff come in here uh-huh. in two years from now because we made a mistake on sitting on a guy like a Rosen or a quarterback, Mike? You mentioned Chad Henney. Yeah. I mean, they they cause guys to get fired when you make decisions like that, and year in and year out, you say, you know what? This is going to be my guy, you know, and it just doesn't happen. I mean, all of that stuff goes hand in hand. The quarterback makes the players around him better, okay? And sometimes you can do that without an awful lot of talent. Fitzpatrick proved that this year, and I keep using him as an example. How many only years did Marino right do it, here. Lewis? Right, Marino did it over and over again, too. Sometimes the guy that's running the show will bring everybody up to his level, and that's what happened this year. We were still able to be successful. I felt the offense, with no running game, that they were able to move the football and compete that's all you want to do. Right. And the quarterback's the key to that. And with a, um, with a bunch of kids that had never played NFL football before, they were competitive. Right, exactly. And and again, I keep I know I keep using Fitzpatrick as an example, but there's you mentioned Marino, there's there's numerous numerous 
um, examples I mean, all people around are the league. Feel I mean, throwing Rosen into that company is unfair, but it's not unfair if that's what your target is. If your target is to have a franchise QB, mm-hmm. then it's not unfair. Absolutely. I mean, Luck is another recent yes. example yes. of that. I mean, it, he had T.Y. Hilton, but Russell past, Wilson. past him, what did he have, guys? I mean, you know, he made some of those tight ends become much better football players than they actually were. He made them look great. Yeah. And um, he did that with some of the other receivers that played behind T.Y. He moved that football team on a consistent basis. It was a very um, – it, it's comparable to what Fitzpatrick did with us. The Colts haven't had really great running back. Do you guys know the running backs that were there when – can you name any of them when Luck was there that were, you know, somewhat decent running backs? Not off the um, top of my Gore, head. No. Gore, I know Throwing Gore was there for a while, a right? A while, yeah. Right. I mean, but they had run. What I'm saying is, is that he made everybody around him better. He's another good example of that because he had that it about him. You know, yep. he had that thing. Yep. You know, and like like Jim mentioned, you it, you can't measure that at the combine. There's no there's no way to measure what you know that type of thing. You know, they no, have you leadership. look for a, you look for a guy who wins in college. Right. You look for a guy that won in high school, mm-hmm. and hopefully he'll win in the pros. And that's how you do it. There's no guarantees, but you know if he lo- if he ha- does the part physically, and he has a history of winning, then he's probably a guy you can take a chance on. Right. But not to agree, not to disagree with you on that, Mike. Uh-huh. But in in college, uh, you you can be surrounded by great coaching. Right, uh, a, you know, a great no, college that. system and great football players around you, and it'll make the quarterback look much better. In the NFL, <laughs> you know, there's you can't do that. In in, right. in college, you can, and because we've seen it, we've seen guys excel at the college level and just fail horribly at the NFL level. So you know, but I'm it, saying it's something you look for. I'm not saying that you're going to be right all the time. There, there's no, there's no science or formula that will make you right all the time when it comes to quarterbacks. Right, it's not going to happen. Right, and that's my point: is that you know there, there is a way of you know with quarterbacks in college, you can somewhat get away with um, you know looking much better than you actually are in the NFL. You're out there, and you're yep. exposed every week. It's a, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it's definitely a much more even playing field at the yes. NFL level. You don't have you know a stacked team that's uh, you know Alabama or something or Ohio that's always gets the premier players every year. So it's uh, you know the NFL talent is spread all around the league. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys. Anything else you want to add today? Did you cover all our topics, Mike? I did. That was pretty quick. I told you it was going to be a quick show. Wow, look at that. We always miss something. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) Not always. You know, that that falls on Mike, and I think he took offense to that, Jim. (laughs) No, I'm just fine. If I wasn't fine, you would know it. I was going to say, I think he'll be all right. Yeah. All right. There has been an occasion where we've missed something, but it certainly doesn't happen all the time. All right, so that's going to be it for this week's show. Uh, when we come back next week, we'll start talking about some free agents and uh, maybe guys we'd like to see Miami target. When it, when does the free agent uh, period start, Mike? March. March? Okay. Yeah, it's middle, s- middle of March. 17th of March. or something, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Middle of March. So we got a, a month. Yep. 
and I'm sure our um, our coaching staff is working diligently as we speak. I am sure they are, and I'm sure the scouting department is. Uh, you know, they have guys that are responsible for scouting the league. Mm-hmm. That's what those scouts get paid to do. And uh, they've got a write-up on everybody, so, you know, they'll, they'll know – don't know what these guys are. It's just a matter of what they become when they move into your building. That's right. All right. So we'll be back uh, probably next Tuesday if everything goes according to plan. And uh, thanks for joining me, guys. And everybody, thanks for listening. And fins up. Good night. Fins up. Fins up, doll fans. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 